the left center field. Back toward the track. And that ball is gone. You are listening to the North Shore 9 podcast. Follow them on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Also, make sure to watch NS9 Live every Thursday on Twitch and help support by becoming a patron. Let's go, Bucks! Yo, welcome to on. Thursday night, North Shore 9, NS9 Live. I am your host, Anthony DiNardo. Talking in the background is our co-host, Tyler and Jim. What's up, everybody? What's up, guys? How's it going? Nardo, I have a question for you. What? Why doesn't Jim wash the dirt off of his face? What's that? <laughs> yeah, Jim. Why don't you wipe that dirt off your face? You know what? It's uh, wa- running water is hard to come by here in Kentucky. So, okay. Gotta, How does gotta, it feel when John Parada wishes you a happy 51st birthday? That never <laughs> happened to me. Yes, it did. <laughs> oh no that's right he, Prada wished it to me dude Bucko yeah. Mike's the greatest <laughs> troll right now is Ryan Alexander's wife Prego again with three and, with kids three and four in the last 36 months he could be I mean it could be you never know I and to welcome him. to another week with Bucko Mike <laughs> I got all, you Bucko Mike all for you Bucko I take Mike. care of you buddy now he, he asked like 12 of them and I decided to take the first three. You're welcome. All right. I do like though. Uh, Selena Pompiani wished me a happy fifty, a, a belated happy fiftieth birthday, all because of Bucko Mike. What a guy! I feel like we got to put a little bit of backstory out there. The people that are watching have no idea what we're talking about. But if you don't follow Bucko Mike, good, good. Uh, <laughs> you're smart. <laughs> but if you Congrats. do follow Bucko Mike, and you know who he is. Um, this dude's been just trolling the hell out of all of us. I so not me. He loves me. He's had John Prada wish me a happy 55th birthday. He's had, as you mentioned, Jim, he's had <laughs> Selena um wish you what? A 50 what? What did you say? A, a, bela- a bela- belated 50th. Belated 50th. Who else has he gotten? I swear there's been more. Oh, he had I think. He had someone Get bucks in the basement, I think, the other day too. A happy 60th or something like that. This dude just I loves think them. I think there he is in the chat. Her. LOL. Like, thanks. Like uh, he was he was tweeting Bucks Booth to wish somebody like a happy 60th. Right. And they did. I forget who it was yeah. though. But like that's he's been on this rampage, I feel like the past at least two months now, where he's just tweeting out random people, hey, can you wish my friends uh the the the, the biggest pirate fans? Can you wish them a happy 55th birthday? <laughs> and they do it. What a guy. Prada's been no, on the show. He's, look, he's been yeah, on the he's show like twice. Do I look 55? I guess. I don't know. Yes. Thanks. Yes, you could. Yeah. Yes. Appreciate it. I don't know why you had to ask that. Man. I'm surprised John Cole hasn't told you that 18 my, times. Killing my psyche over here. You must be a sugar daddy for John Quill to stick around. <laughs> I wish it's my sugar mama. <laughs> she lets you podcast. You let her buy stuff. <laughs> I wish that's how it went. It's like you I joked the other day. Beyonce all the memes. In the kitchen. What's that? You let her listen to Beyonce in the kitchen. She lets you yell at the pirates. She's jamming out there right now. 
I've had a mayor turn down the the music. But yeah, no, I was joking. Like all the memes, I mean, it happened with the PS4. Now the PS5 is come, about to come out. You know, all the memes going out, you know, like the guys that are like doing good things. So their their women buy them the PS5 or something. I'm like, that's never happened to me. I'm like, this is how it works. People buy other people the things. Like I've paid for every single PlayStation. I haven't decided if I'm getting one yet. I probably am. I think I think I'll get the five. I might as well. Five. Might as well. I don't play anymore. My PS4 broke, and I just stopped playing. Your PS4 broke. Wow. HDMI cord. It's tough life. Had a funeral for it and everything. So your cord went bad. No, the HDMI port. Oh, okay. I'm like, you can buy another so, cable. You know, they're like nine dollars. Yes, I'm aware Amazon. of that. I, I'm, I'm not okay. Just, 55 just like sure. yourself. Making sure. I know how to work technology. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> People watching the stream probably think we don't. Starting at nine o'clock you're tonight, right. hopefully, right. maybe ish. You know what? It's, it doesn't have to do with technology when you can't find your headphones. Yeah, it's that always, was. It's always that Kentucky that internet. Call. It was the Kentucky internet. I actually the other day I did a speed test on my internet because it was going so slow. It was like. 0.1 megabits per second. I was like, I was like, this isn't right. Like, this isn't what I'm paying for. <laughs> I'm not one to ended oof up, another man, but oof. <laughs> ended up calling. I had to call my internet provider, and they were just like, "Oh, we had to reset something," and then it started working just. Oh, nice. It's tough. I mean, since I'm 55 That's years tough. old, I might as well bring it up. I mean, you remember the days of 56k? Jeez. Yes. I I, I remember the, the dial-up days. Yeah. I had dial-up like those until great. high school. Right. How great. great was that music? Like the noise where your, your phone was getting on connected to the internet. That was like the best sound in the world. Yeah. I'm about to be online. Then 45 <laughs> seconds later, you've got mail. And then the AIM. You had some AIM. Yeah. Right. I swear to God, like people could talk crap about all that stuff. That's the only reason I'm able to type like I can. It's because of AIM. Oh, right. Like, you, I can work a computer because of AIM. You know, I've never actually truly learned how to actually like really type correctly. But I'm so fat. And that, it's LOL like how like you said that. You just like, you just do this. No, I used to. Type though. with your fingers. I've, I could be so fast. I just, it's a very unorthodox. I do use all my, most of my fingers. Oh, you hit them home keys. No, I don't even. Like, it's just memory. I don't know. It's real unorthodox. But like you're saying, Tyler, it's literally because of it, though. I mean, yeah, my, I had keyboard in class. Nothing stuck. Yeah, I did, too. I, my, oh, my typing teacher used to call me Tyler flying fingers off the home keys. Because <laughs> I wouldn't set my fingers correctly to whatever the hell's there. Right? I I'm, never oh, did. No. I never I'm did. I'm sorry. Now I use my thumbs to type. So where are you at now, lady? You don't even need that. You just tell it what you wanted to say. Yeah, but I still got to type. I work. Right. You know, I actually work on like the two of you. Wow. That's, that's debatable. I'm, I'm sorry. I can't just carry on in a group text all day like some people. Can't relate. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what that's like. Must be nice. Just throw a podcast out there at nine in the morning. Tyler's going in there. Grab his coffee, take a poop. Do the regulars. I mean, as long as you're pooping on work, though, that's what matters. Oh, duh. 
You know the saying, boss, make a dollar, make a dime. That's it. That's it. Now we talked about poop for the episode. <laughs> We've had and today's up. episode is brought to the, you uh, by wet wipes. The, the important stuff. Right. Hey, Let's I get work on a job that gives me some cottonelle and I'm happy. <laughs> There's still cottonelle available? I thought it was all oh, gone. Oh, yeah. We ain't using Scots. Mm. Uh-uh. No, sir. Cottonelle is the, uh, that's the enjoy to go, isn't it? Enjoy to go. I'm more of a Charmin guy myself, but I will take any two-ply I can get. I'll take any type of two-ply I can get. So, yeah. So, let's go ahead and kick this off (laughs) a little bit here. (laughs) You're welcome. So, there's no immediate reaction to the game today. Obviously, it was a day game. I, myself, because obviously, we work. I couldn't really watch much of the game. But the Pirates won. That's kind of cool. They did. Woo. Jim, did you watch the game? <laughs> I uh, I had it on. Yes. Okay. Uh, it it was good. It was fun. Um, Brubaker looked good. The bullpen came through. Um, Frank Howard got into a little bit of trouble in the sixth inning. Uh, was able to kind of dance around a little bit. Jeff Hartley came in, got out of trouble. Uh, I made I made the comment on Twitter that who the hell is yeah, Frank was, Howard? Frank Howard. He's from uh, Frank Howard University. Did I miss a joke? Oh, Sam Howard. What? Who, who the hell knows what his name is? <laughs> That's why I was confused. I was like, I don't know these guys' names anymore either, but am I missing something? Sam Howard. You Sam missed that Howard recent University. waiver claim. Frank Howard right. from Frank Howard University. <laughs> you know what? No, you know what? You know who Frank Howard is? I've got a guy on my online out of the park league. He's a reliever. His name's Frank Howard. It was, there a, it it was fresh in my mind. There it is. The simul the, the sim just went through. So um no, so Sam Howard, Sam Howard looked good. Jeff Hartley looked good. <laughs> um Richard Rodriguez came in, closed it down. Nick Turley with a scoreless inning. So yeah, bullpen looked good today. Um Brubaker was solid. Um yeah, it was, it was a good game. It's always good to beat the Cubs, you know. We'll fight win team. Of course, I got my you know obvious Nugent tweet out there anytime we beat the Cubs. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, okay, so the you know the Pirates won today. It was nice. I again didn't really get to see much, but I guess some highlights. Polanco had That's a couple. Literally, of hits. all I got. Polanco had a couple of hits. Amazing. Uh, on top of that, Reynolds is back. A double and a home run. Is he back? Back though, Jim. With the dad strength. So he had the baby. He now has the dad strength. Um, yeah, you know, he's back. So it, it's kind of like when Mike Trout came back. He just all of a sudden started hitting home runs every game, which, like you know, is, he's Mike Trout. But, <laughs> but Brian Reynolds, yeah, dad strength. He's got the new baby. He's, uh, he's back. So Pirates going to go to the uh, playoffs then, right? <laughs> all right. They may win the whole thing. That's all they have to do. Be on, like, it's the only thing left to do, Jim. It's win the whole damn thing. Brian Reynolds might be the one dude that like, I'm not worried about. That's down. Okay. No, I like, that's, that. I think that the, swing is just as yeah. consistent as it comes. Yeah, the K rate's up like you noted earlier, Jim, like mm-hmm. in our group chat. Yeah, we have a group chat. No big deal. <laughs> I get to talk to North Shore 9. And North Flex Side on them, no Tyler. <sighs> 
Yeah, I get texts from bloggers. No big deal, fellas. But yeah, but he's not going to be a superstar type guy. He's like a Neil Walker type of dude that he's very valuable. He's not going to be a superstar. He might start slow, but it's not a it's not a Josh Bell type guy that's going to be peaks and valleys, peaks and valleys, peaks and valleys. We'll see what Josh Bell we get today. It's not a Pedro Alvarez. We'll see what we get today. The guy's consistent at the plate. He's going to be fine. He, I he's just he's not going to be his rookie year, Brian Reynolds. But I think he's just going to be a consistent baseball player, a career major leaguer, basically. What do you think about a uh, Andrew Benintendi comp? Eh. I don't really like Benintendi to be honest with you. So that kind of. But I mean, like you said, not an MVP, not an MVP, but like an everyday major leaguer who's solid and can hit 20 home runs in a year. What if I don't think Benintendi's a solid MLB? I'd say like, has his career really projected down? That's why I said Neil Walker. No, I mean, so Benintendi's never taken off. Like he had that one good year in 2018, but you know, he's been basically an average major leaguer ever since then. Um, you know, last year was not great, but I don't know. I feel like I feel like that's somebody who who Reynolds could compare to. Every yeah, like once even this year, Jim, he's got a negative half war. Yeah, yeah. I just pulled up his stats; they're not good. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna Pirates podcast. I'm gonna go back to the Neil Walker at the plate <laughs> comp switch hitter type deal. Maybe he can hit more right handed thingy, but. About a 10 to 20% above average hitter. I, I think that's ceiling. But I, can, I, also I mean, I can agree to that. Well. You know, I think yeah. the floor is high as well. Right. I think he's someone who could hit 300 and hit 20 home runs on a consistent basis. 280 to 300 with 20 home runs. I'd go more in the 280 range, to be honest. But yeah, maybe 15 to 20 homers. You know, nothing special. Well, that's above average. Right. It's like, I mean, it's Starling Marte, but without as much pizzazz. And speed. Or, or speed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, that's that's a yeah. very fair comp, and I agree with We're it. Both, it wasn't like, like at the plate, he was yeah. ever touted as a high prospect, you know? Like, he doesn't come like with he, this high ceiling right. package. Yeah. Yeah. He's a solid He's not player. a dude you build around, but he's a guy you build with. Correct. Correct. I, okay. I like that. Like a Neil Walker, I mean, that's, that's what you're saying. Like, like a Neil a, Walker, yes, yeah. Solid I mean, Neil Walker was a very player. part of that that run, but he wasn't Andrew McCutcheon. No. Now, who's going to be Buckle the next Mike Andrew McCutcheon? Like Mike says, Rusty Greer. I think he's a little bit better than Rusty Greer. <sighs> Maybe a little bit of Pokey Reese. Let's hope not. Hopefully, he's better than Pokey Reese. Yeah. Hey, don't hate on Pokey. I don't love him. But I just hope he's better than Bogey Reese. <laughs> Great guy. Never met him. He just seemed like he always had fun, so I bet he'd be a good guy. I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. So but no, so Reynolds Reynolds with the dad strength, he's back. So yeah. Oh yeah, like he it. got he had a, good. he popped out a kid. That's right. Like and, Ryan. And as I just said earlier. For the what? Here's seventh, a question. Who's the better time? athlete, Ryan's kid or Brian Reynolds' kid? Oh, Reynolds' kid, of course. 
I'm going to say Brian Reynolds' kid. Yeah. Oh, I just fully disagree. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Like he... <laughs> 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 I tried, Ryan. I'm sorry. I gave you a we shot. Should, uh, we, should, uh, we should have a contest. Of what? Like when they're. <laughs> Can we put down like, <laughs> you know, let's put a hundred bucks on it right now. And then when they are five years old, no, you do it right now. Like as we infants, have them race, you just lay them down on the ground. Yeah. Who crawls che- better? Throw some Cheerios at the, on the other end yeah. of the room and see who gets there first. I, like you know, I need to find a friend that's going to have a kid the same time as me. If I ever have a kid and we'll just have an ongoing bet of whose kids better. I like it. Cause yeah. that's like, that's who graduates you know, you're going to push your child money. I mean, you're going to ensure you know uh-huh, put your child at every camp. Class. Yours was twelve. Give me my thousand bucks. <laughs> right, right. That's what actually. That's what people should be doing. You know, yeah, think give about me that. money when my kid's better than yours. When you have a child, put some money down on it, and that way you'll be incentivized to push your push your kid to be a you know a great athlete. Get yourself that four hundred one k and throw exactly. Some people invest in IRAs. I invest in children. <laughs> well, we'll pause. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> not the maybe climate not for that, time. Tyler. All but right. anyways. Yeah, maybe, maybe a little too much Wayfair for me. <laughs> Let's move forward. So as mentioned, the uh, so baseball, the breakouts. So Polanco is breaking out for the seventh time this this uh, year, it seems like. Is this, is this for real? I mean, the thing is, too, he's not. He's been like, uh, you know, if he doesn't strike out, he gets a hit. He hits it hard and it goes over the fence. He's actually collected some doubles and singles. Is, is there actually more to this or should I just move forward? Move forward. Things should move forward. If you look at the <laughs> pitchers who he uh, did that against, one was named Alec Mills and the other one was named Jason Adam. And they both have ERAs over five. So so that's the key. Not really. I mean. Not, not putting too much stock into it. To be fair. He probably, I probably would have done better against Hendricks than him. Oh, here we go. (laughs) That's your board athlete, Nardo. For people that don't know, Tyler's on record last night on Twitter saying that if you were given five attempts, was that what it was? Five? Five Five at bats. Five Five at bats. You'd be able to get a hit off Kyle Hendricks. No, I said I would put a ball in play. Even that, even that. Go ahead, explain yourself. Even Tell that. everyone how terrible yeah. you are. I'm a natural-born athlete. The guy throws 88. Correct, okay. To be fair, I might put him in the Allegheny. He throws 88 miles an hour. I've seen faster than that in slow-pitch softball. I'm just saying. Jim even said, well, freaking... Brian Hayes out there, he's made millions on this, and he struck out three times. Maybe I should make millions too then. Because I'm putting his ass in the river. Can you even hit the ball over the fence any, 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 anyhow? If I gave you an underhand toss, could you even hit the ball over the fence? No, but like for my <laughs> sake of my argument, yeah. <laughs> no. If we, were, no. If, we were doing, if we were doing BP, just – 70 mile an hour heaters right down the middle of the plate, and you would have an aluminum bat, a metal bat. You couldn't even do it. No, but would I put him in play? <laughs> yes. One, like, this is like the old argument I had in high school, like right out of high school, when Jamie Moyer was throwing at 50 years old for the freaking Rockies. 
throwing 70 miles, 79 miles an hour, I would have put him in play. Freaking Kyle Hendricks not throwing that much harder. I'm putting him in play. He's going to leave one right over the middle. I'm gearing up for the fastball. I'm spitting on a curveball, spitting on a slider, spitting on a changeup. I pick up the spin. So, uh, here's, I got it. I got to ask you this now, too. I mean, your big thing is putting it in play. I mean, are we talking about you yeah. actually got a piece of the ball and you made like an no. Anthony Alford like dribble down, you know, the t- towards the pitcher? That that count? It's in yeah. play? Yes. So basically, you're, you're going to like swing bunt. No, you I'm going to that, swing I'm and I'm going to ground out to the shortstop and we're going to have Kevin Newman there. He's going to miss it. And then I'm going to be on first base. There's no You're chance of doing that. You're not even doing Five that. Yes, I am. No yes, I would. Five, you may actually, I, you may, you might even five attempts only see 15 pitches, all of them strikes and you strike oh, out no, in 15 pitches. Not a chance. Great. eye right here. I spit on the if it spins a spit, he can throw everything in the strike zone and you wouldn't make contact. He wouldn't. He'd be afraid of me. <laughs> Imagine being afraid of Tyler. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Imagine me being afraid of a guy that throws 88. You should, well, okay. All it would take, all it would take is one like 77 mile an hour curveball that starts off right at your head. And drops into the zone for a called strike, I'd and catch then it. you would be, and then you would be done. You would be I'd done it. for the rest of the. Rest he could the throw a ball at my head. You, I'd reach up, catch it, throw it back at him. It would be a strike. What I'm, what I'm saying is, it would be a strike. The curveball no. would occur. It would drop into the zone for a strike, and you'd be done. No. You would be. I pick up a spin after that. Nope, pick up a spin. This guy, like as you I'd pointed out him. last night, Jim, this guy led the league in He's ERA. In- and, and Tyler's just going to go up the bat. Like six years ago. So? Yes, I know. The last time five. you picked up a bat was six years ago. I hit fungos almost every day. So? This is almost as bad. This is almost as bad of a take as that sports writer who was like, I could luck into a home run. I could dunk a basketball. Like, <laughs> no, that, that that's guy. just wild. You know what's funny is I don't even know that sports reporter Whoa, at all. Take. I have more faith in him looking into a home run than Tyler getting a hit. No, I w- I'm not saying I get a hit. I'm saying I put a ball in play against him. If he throws 88 miles an hour. He would throw one right across the plate. I barrel it up in a ground ball to third or the shortstop. I'm left-handed, by the way. That means I'm late on it. Don't worry. And then I win listen. and bat flip and walk off. Listen, Cal Hendricks, you're not getting a hit on. However, you might get a hit on Fulmer. And with that being said, I'll go. Like, the Pirates picked up. Subject off me. The Pirates, because I'm done with you, Tyler. The Pirates picked up Carson <laughs> Fulmer, right? Off waivers. And then they just released him today. He hasn't pitched once for the Pirates. Is this a fail? Is this a win? Is this a I don't care? Are we worried that Carson Fulmer didn't pitch for the Pirates? No. Not, not at all. No. 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 We really moved off of me hitting the dinger off Kyle Hendricks for Carson freaking Fulmer. Correct. I believe did, he could get a, a hit spend, off him over you. We did spend about five minutes on Carson Fulmer last week, um, but we probably shouldn't spend that much time now considering, yeah, he never never threw a pitch for the Pirates. Um, 
And honestly, I think it just came down to, I don't know, like who would you have taken off this roster? You know what it comes down to? In fact, the guy sucks. Right, the guy sucks. It, that, that's off? a big part of it. I mean, I want to, let's be real. Let's be honest here, okay? I got to chirp in a little bit. So, Fulmer hasn't been good anywhere. Like, I feel like we brought this up on the show a few weeks ago as well. You know, like and he since, hasn't been on a loaded farm system ever since double a has he had an ERA below like four and a half anywhere. Like, has he shown anything since double a, and this isn't as if like he was, no. I mean, he was a, obviously a, a high pick. He was, you know, in the first round, what was it again, Jim? I know you knew it. Eighth, I think he was the eighth overall pick. Is it yeah. eighth? Okay. So like he was a, was that big brain, a top pick, but he never was anything in the minors. He gets into the majors. He never was anything in the majors. Like there was, there was never a, a sense of, well, this guy was good. Maybe we can flip it back around and get him good again. He was always bad, always bad. The Pirates picked him up. Yeah, I've always felt that it just like the Pirates had some pitchers. We've talked about the trade deadline. This is going to be a guy that they're going to need arms because they're going to trade away all these pitchers, and then it didn't go through. Nothing happened this deadline. So there's no need for Fulmer anymore. Am I off base by saying that? I'm no, not I sure there was a I need for him before. I think that's exactly right. I think they probably, like you mentioned, they probably like preemptively picked him up, assuming they were going to deal a couple relievers and have some spots. When they didn't deal anybody, and there weren't any spots. And, yeah, there just wasn't room for him. I mean, I'm looking at the roster right now. There, there's, there's really not anybody who I would take off. For Carson Fulmer. Okay. There's nobody you take off the Pirates roster right now? <laughs> like, not for Carson Fulmer, no. I'd take them all off for me because I'm picking. <laughs> all, right. all right, Josh Ruga. <laughs> but I think that's what we're coming to. Like, I yeah, get yeah. Neveroskis is not good. But just because he's not good doesn't mean Carson Fulmer should be on the team. He's much worse. Huh. He's been worse. So, like, mm-hmm. even though Neveroskis isn't good why are we going to just take him off to put this trash person on sorry i'm saying trash but what regardless he's never been good why no, does you why right. does never Oscars have to lose his spot to him is it so just because you haven't Ty- seen him tyler bachelor is somebody i would be fine with taking off the roster Carson. so that i would that i would be behind but again it okay. doesn't matter <laughs> yeah like, yeah like if we're if yeah, we're over yeah. here if we're over here arguing about like the the 14th guy in the bullpen in, in the on the staff you know but is it going to be tyler bachelor or carson Fulmer? then i guess we the, just all agree that he's going to go to the cubs find it and cubs or cardinals find it and then we're going to hate our lives forever no um it is sad though that we didn't it'll we never got the we never got the reynolds Fulmer vanderbilt connection back Sad. I never got that. Sad, sad days. All right. I truly well, wish I gave a shit about whoever Carson Palmer is. Car- did you say I Carson don't. Palmer? <laughs> USC, <laughs> Vanderbilt. I don't care what school we went to. Who has the better arm, Carson Palmer or Carson Fulmer? God. Palmer. Yeah. <laughs> he might have a better knee and arm. All right. I so, might trust Carson Palmer's knee over Carson Fulmer's arm. We're moving off of Carson. Ooh, ooh. We're moving off of Carson Fulmer. Uh, the Padres 
they made a lot of trades. The reason we're waiting is because we want to get all three of us on this to talk about it. Because as Tyler has mentioned, you know, he's privy to that group chat. And there was some heat going on. There was some heat. Specifically on one trade. So the Padres go ahead and dealt for Mike Clevenger. I'm going to leave the floor to you two right now. I'm going to kind of mediate this. Tyler, Jim, talk. It literally, I did not tweet it, but I sent it in the group chat and I've told other people. It looks like the Garrett Cole trade all over again. The Indians got nothing with upside. And blah, 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 Jim's going to tell me about this cow guy. Woo. <laughs> His name's Cal. Who the hell trusts him? Guy can't even start on the Padres. They got Garrett Cool Trade value all over again. The Pirates basically set the market. <laughs> they set the market. Yeah. Neil Huntington <laughs> set the market for 2020. You're Jim? welcome, Padres. Jim, you let him do you like that? No, I mean, he's just way off. Like the Garrett How? Cool Trade. How? Garrett, first off, first off, there's, if you look at the players involved here, you know, yep. you've got, Garrett Cole was traded for Musgrove, mm-hmm. Martin, Moran. That was that was it. I go Feliz. Oh, and Feliz. Okay, I'll give you Feliz. I forgot about him. Who sucks, by the way. Well, um, yeah, but at the time, like he's an upside well, reliever. He's throws the Indians, upper nineties. And now, 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 I'm not saying that I'm more of a quality over quantity guy type too. Like I'd rather mm-hmm. get quality than quantity. But if you just look at the people who are returned in this. Like, yeah, does it fit that trade in that standpoint? Yeah, it does. Like, there's definitely more quantity here than quality. But if you're comparing the quantity with the quantity that was returned in the coal trade, it's better. It, it's th- This is better. Um, Austin, Hedges is, Austin Hedges is a better player Socks. than Colin Moran. Better player than him. And plays a more what? premier position. What? It's true. Um. Well, Gabrielle yeah, maybe Hart- now, Hart- but we're talking about, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but okay. at the yeah. time, Colin Moran was coming off an MOB debut where all of a sudden everybody's, oh, Colin Moran figured out how to hit the ball in the air. He's got power now. The upside was there with Moran at that point. So we're looking at this from a position of we've seen Colin Moran for two years, two and a half years. Now, yeah, we know he's he Call Moran is what he is, but at that time, it's a different situation. So Austin Hedges is better than Colin Moran. No. Austin Josh, Hedges was compared to Reese McGuire forever. Josh saying, Naylor. Oh. Josh Naylor is better than Jason Martin, like hands down. You can't even argue that. Actually, I want to use this value. as a comparison. I want to use this as a comparison. Future value. Let me let yeah. me cut in here. Fourth outfielder. Josh Naylor and Colin Moran. How do you compare them to? Josh Naylor and Colin Moran? Yeah. Like how, you're comparing uh, so, Moran. Yeah. So I'm Hedges. comparing Moran to Hedges. Yeah. Compare Naylor but and Moran. You, I'm intrigued. So I would say Moran is actually, they're probably not too, too much different. They're probably similar, I would say. I just wanted your take because that's exactly my take. I find them a little bit different, but basically the same. Yeah. Like 
Naylor's somebody who has shown a little bit of pop in the upper levels of the minors, a little bit. Just in the majors, look. he hasn't really shown it yet. Um, but he has been a okay player. Um, I mean, you look, he was a league average hitter at the time of this trade, you know, throughout, you know, this short season. Um, so I think, I mean, Naylor's, if I'm comparing Naylor to Moran, they're probably pretty similar, but if I'm comparing Naylor to like Jason Martin, I'd much rather have Naylor, Jason Martin. Um, and then you look at the rest of the trade, you know, those are just throw-ins like, Cal Quantrill is probably a comparable pitcher to Joe Musgrove, I would say. At the time of the trades, Joe Musgrove was somebody who was not really a starter. Houston was using him as a reliever for the most part. Um, Same with Quantrill. They're using him as a reliever for the most part, but he projects to be a pretty solid starting pitcher. Um, I I, I would think those two are pretty similar. Quantrill maybe with a little bit more upside um, because, I mean, he does have a pretty good pedigree behind him. And then you get, you throw in Cantillo, who has had some awesome numbers in the lower levels of the minors, um, and like I said, another flyer, but somebody who could potentially turn into a fourth or fifth starter. And if and then Arias, another flyer, who I like his makeup and the way that he's looked. So I, I I think it was a good trade. Owen Miller, not a huge fan of Owen Miller. He was kind of a throw-in, but. I just don't think you can compare the two. Like, I think you can compare the two trades in that it was quantity over quality. Like I can, I can get that comparison, but the quantity, the quantity that was sent to Cleveland is a higher quality than the quantity that was sent to Pittsburgh for the, for the Garrett Cole. Okay. And I think that's fair. Okay. Tyler rebuttal. Yeah, that's fair. But I feel like we argued about nothing for a day because Okay, can you argue that the Indians got more than the Pirates for Garrett Cole? Probably, yeah. It purely got more players. Although I think Austin Hedges is absolutely abysmal and a useless baseball player of all time. So, I I really don't like that guy. Anyhow. It's really. I, I don't tell. like Austin Hedges. No I idea. He's terrible. I had no idea. But, see, I get sidetracked because of you, Leonardo. Anyhow. I'm trying to help. Yeah. Austin, I'm trying to help Jim out. Go ahead. Austin is Hedges, it? He can't hit Kyle Hendricks. That's the thing. Austin Hedges can't hit Kyle Hendricks. No, he can't. I could. <laughs> Did the is the return a little bit better than the, what the Pirates received for Garrett Cole? Probably. But I mean, at the end of the day, I think we're looking at a return that's more high floor, very very low ceiling than what could have been done. And that's what I was coming from, where the return is similar to what the Pirates received with Garrett Cole. And then it turned out that the Pirates trade for Garrett Cole's high floor happened to be much lower than we thought. So I would agree with that. There weren't like total, there's not a ton of high ceiling guys in this trade. I think Arias is probably the, the highest ceiling out of anybody. Um, just because he's he's young and like just looking at what he's been able to do up to this point you know I, I like the way he, he's looking so far um I think Cal Quantrill can turn into just a, like a solid fine third or fourth starter so you know kind of where Musgrove is 
I think just where the difference is, is you, you have an actual like person who's going to be in the major leagues for probably 10 more years in Austin Hedges, right? Whereas who knows, Colin Moran may not be in the league in three years. I, I would debate that Austin Hedges will be, he might be in the major leagues for another 10 years, but he might, he will not be a productive major leaguer for 10 years. If robot ums come in, he won't be. True. <laughs> <laughs> the guy can, the guy's bat's going to fall out of his hands one time when he swings. All right. So, no, I think, again, I don't think it's a great trade for the Indians. Like, I, I'm not saying that they won the trade or anything. Um, but I, I think it is a better return than the Pirates got for Cole. So let me, yeah, it, it, let me come like in here. You, shut up, Donardo. All right, fine. You act fine. like it's your show. And you're in the group chat. No, but uh, <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I forgot what I was going to say because of the honest Donardo. But anyhow, I didn't forget that much. I forgot. <laughs> All right. That's, I think we spent enough time talking about hospital. Well, no, because yeah. I was going to say something. So <laughs> here's what no, I think we're missing out. Okay. And this is where I side more on Tyler here than you, Jim. Although I think you kind of, oh, I think point. you both do agree. That's why I was trying to help Jim out, Tyler, because I want to kind of bury him here. Um, I think it's a lot of quantity. Like you said, there's no high upside at all. And my right. problem with this is, when Garrett Cole was traded, he had one less year of control. Mm-hmm. But and regardless, this is my thing. Why I mean, yeah, the trade sucked, but at the same time, his value wasn't there. He was trending downward. Okay, fifteen two sixty ERA, sixteen three eighty eight ERA. The last year before he was traded, four twenty six. So you've seen his ERA inflate every single year. The strikeouts weren't really there. So, like, his value is down, and that was his return, okay? Clevenger, however, has an additional year of control, and this is a guy who's on top of his game right now. That's why I have such a problem with this trade because it should not be in any comparison of Garrett Cole because uh-huh. you don't have to fix Clevenger. You don't have to be smart like the Houston Ashers right. and say, here's what we have to do. You're getting this pitcher right off the bat. You have this pitcher, and all you can get is all these Brian Reynolds and and not one Andrew McCutcheon. That's why I'm so bothered by this trade, and that's why it also reminds me of Garrett Cole. Yes, it's a better quantity in return, but you have that workhorse right here. You know what you're getting. Mm -hmm. That's why I got the problem with it. And is I think it also comes down to, though, that – GMs are just smarter now. Like they, GMs don't give up premier prospects anymore, even for elite major league talent. Like it just, you don't see it happen very often. Um, and so, yeah, Clevenger was the best player dealt at this at this deadline, but he also commanded the highest return. And he didn't get the the top one hundred prospect like the Mariners got. Um, but if you look at the guys who came back to Cleveland, you have a guy who was a top 60 prospect in Cal Quantrill. Mm-hmm. You have so a guy was Joe Musgrove at one point, though. You have another guy who's a top 100 prospect in certain, if you look, depending on the website, in Arias. You've got um, Nailo was, was a little bit too. 
like in the 90s Naylor range. Too. So, so, so you have a, there, there's a lot of guys on there who, yeah, are they, are they top 25 prospects? No, but those guys don't get traded very much anymore. And, and if you look at really the last three years, there's not too many top 25 prospects changing hands. Unless you're the Pirates. Chris Archer. <laughs> Which well, on, that note, we, on that note, we got to move forward because I'm, I'm on depressed. that note. Yeah, what was <laughs> Meadows was probably Meadows was probably like 18th or 20th at the time of that trade. Last that was like top 25 as well the year before. Boz yeah. was 75 ish. So and I was all I'm gonna be honest, I was all aboard. Hey, top prospects. Cabrian Hayes sucks. finally makes the call. He oh, comes yeah, up happened. the game against Chicago. Temp your expectations, Josh. right? He had a bad triple A. The bat's not there. The gloves been great. A double, 110 miles an hour. A home run, 108 miles an hour. We got Andrew McCutcheon, right? What happened the next night? We won't talk about that. You know what happened the next <laughs> night? Cal Hendricks happened the next night. Put it here, dinger. <laughs> so... <laughs> Hey, it's nice. So Brian, Cabrian Hayes makes the call. He's up here for the foreseeable future, I see. I mean, this guy's not going to get caught, like sent back down, is he? They're not going to play that game next year at all, are they? Ethan, I think you're in the chat. Ethan, you don't think they're going to play that game either, do you? So, yeah. Go ahead, Tyler. The thing with Cabrian Hayes right now, I think... Look, I'm I'm an emotional fan too. I I know. I know it's very hard to tell. I hide it so well, but with Cabrian Hayes this year, I really don't care what he does. For me to really be down on him, he's going to have to strike out forty percent of the time, look absolutely terrible, and for me to get really high on him, he's going to have to like really. Be in the rookie of the year category. Right now, it's kind of just a, it's better than him going to Altoona and facing the same guys every day and taking batting practice. Because we're talking about a 30 game sample size right now. It doesn't matter what he does, it's just the fact that he's actually playing and it gives us something to watch right now. I don't care what he does, I really don't. I might talk a little crap when he strikes out three times just to a couple buddies that think he's that sarcastically tell me he's going to be the next Nolan Arenado. But at the end of the day, I'm not, I'm just not putting stock into this year with him. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm kind of with Tyler there. I, I think this year, it's more just getting used to being a major league baseball player. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we didn't, we don't have minor league numbers to look at, you know, whereas normally we'd be in September, we'd be able to see kind of an entire AAA season, see how he did. We don't get to see that here. So this is really is, and this is only live game action of the year right. outside of the few spring training games that he played. Um, but like Tyler said, it's, it's something to actually be excited about when you're watching this team. Because really, up to this point in the year, there hasn't been a whole lot of that. Uh, I mean, that that debut that was that was fun to watch. Like he he provided some some really cool moments 
you know, whether it was the double, whether it was the home run, um, whether it was, you know, scoring on that dribbler by Alford uh, in the, in the 10th inning. Right. So there was, there was some really cool things that he did that just, they were fun. They were fun to watch. He made the game fun. um, Whereas if he hadn't been in there, we would have been stuck watching JT Riddle, you know, make, (laughs) you know, so, so it's, it's, uh, it's definitely something to look forward to for the rest of the year. Um, I think he's here to stay. So I think after this year, I think he obviously will stay the rest of this year on the team. I think he starts next year as the starting third baseman. Um, I think it's just, you know, as long as he doesn't just completely look, just com- just lost, you know, for this last month, I think he's, he's going to be that starting third baseman. But another thing I want to talk about is, and Bucko Mike just called, he said he called the home run. How about that, Bucko Mike? <laughs> but no shit. You know what's, Bucko Mike called it. <laughs> you know what's pretty cool, though, that I, that, that I just find, it, it, it just makes things fun. All of the Pirates, like top prospects who have made debuts recently, like their debuts were pretty exciting. So you get this Hayes homer. Reynolds and Cole Tucker debut in the same game last year. Yeah, they both homer in their debut. Um, so um, and, uh, there's been Cole's some won it too, memorable. didn't he? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think Cole. Well, I don't think it was a walk off. No, I think only Tucker homer, didn't he? No, but Reynolds, Reynolds went in that game too. Did they he homer in that game? Yeah, they both homer. Um, Tucker will fact check that towards the towards the towards the end. I'm fairly certain Reynolds homered in the debut. Yeah. Um, but no, I so that was, lies. No, I'm but sure, it, go I'm ahead. Sure, pretty sure. Um, but no, so, I mean, it was just, it, it, there's been some fun debuts, some fun, fun people called up. Um, so yeah, I'll be looking forward to watching him the rest of the year. I really want to see him make some nice defensive plays. Obviously that's his bread and butter. What people have you know been saying about him. So it'll be cool right. to see somebody at third base who can, feel the position very well. We haven't had that in a while. I, mean, I don't even remember the last third baseman we had that was like really good over there. Ty Wigington. Chris Steins, maybe. And <laughs> Sprague. Joe Randa. I, may, maybe Jay Hay, actually. Yeah. Um, no, so maybe. he'll make, he, I'm just hoping that he can make the games enjoyable for the rest of the year. Well, you got that right. Uh, so I will say, you are incorrect, that, Jim. Yeah, he didn't homer it, until he played the Tech the Rangers on April thirtieth. There you go. Yeah, he did go. He did go one for two in that game. All right, but, so I was wrong. But it's okay. You're allowed. However, but only like only when Tyler's wrong, you get on him. Like they have had some exciting debuts, like Josh Bell. He homered. Yeah, yeah. Col- the Cubs, right? Long bells. No. Did he? No, he Starling doubled. He, homer, he hit a grand slam the next time, the next game. Oh, that's what it Gosh, was. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Marte, like you said. Yeah. Um, I have one in my head that I just forgot. Polanco I mean, I had a good debut. I remember McCutcheon having a good debut. He, he hit homer, but I remember him like driving in a run and get, having two hits. I'm going to be honest. I don't remember Meadows' debut. Actually, remember Meadows, Meadows remember, started off super hot. Bad. Oh, yeah, but I don't remember the debut. He started off real hot, but I don't actually remember his first game. So, and actually, just some of note, real quick. So, he didn't have like the fantastic 
an inaugural game, Brian Reynolds, but he started off his career on 11 game hit streaks. So if you want to talk about starts, yeah, yeah, Brian Reynolds, 11 yeah. game hit streak to start his MLB career. So, yeah, that's pretty exciting. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's what I meant. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> but back to Brian Hayes. I, I don't know if the bat is ready right now. I don't know if anybody knows if it'll really get there. The glove will obviously play, but at the same time, I don't, we're not looking at a cool Tucker type of guy that you're, there's more of a God. I hope the bat plays rather than uh, it. There's a chance that it might not. I think there, I agree. There's, like- the tools are there for Cabrian Hayes to hit. Right. He has shown that he can hit. Yeah. It's just he has. I don't think he's pieced it all together yet. And like, think about this. this is a fair enough assessment as well? The bat has always been there, really, up until like last year in AAA, where Cole Tucker was always just projection. Like Cole Tucker's entire right. value was always projection based, minus the glove. Right. They're very similar. We know the gloves would be there. We're projecting Cole Tucker to hopefully have a bat. Brian Hayes has a bat. We're just hoping more power comes with it. Now, last year, AAA, right. AAA numbers weren't that good, so that caused some concern. And then, right, of course, now we have this year, so we can't see what the minor league numbers did. Like, he could have. And as I mentioned on you know Starbucks, Evil Neil, he actually put out some videos right there. Like, you see some fundamental changes in his swing and at his approach and such. And so maybe he did make some changes and adjustments, and he is a good hitter now again, but you had no season to see it. So this is what you're getting. Like this is his live. Yeah, I, I mean guess, that's contest to find like, out. That's he, the big thing. That's the tough part is that I don't know. It's very hard to judge him at the plate because we're we're talking about a guy that really hasn't faced live pitching, true live game action pitching in almost a year. Right. Like you can you can take all yeah. the. I mean, literally, almost like to the day you can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You could take simulating batting practice all you want, but it's not the same. Yeah, and I think that's what it was nice to see. Obviously, is one game, but the two balls that he did hit, you know, the double and the homer, were both drilled. So, you know, it was nice to see that. That was um, a very good sign. And I think the other thing, too, is with Hayes. Always a good sign when he drills it. <laughs> and I think the, the other reason to kind of be more optimistic about somebody like Hayes as opposed to someone like Tucker is, you know, even his dad mentioned it on the broadcast that debut. He, he looks skinny, right? I mean, he's he's going to fill into that body a little bit more. You know, like, Key Ryan Hayes adds 15 pounds of muscle. He can become a totally different player than what he is right now. So I I think there's some room for him to grow into more of a, more of a power guy, you know, which Literally. is somebody that you're going <laughs> to want which is somebody who you're going to want at the hot corner there, you know, that's supposed to be a position where you can get some production and some home runs out of. He's, he's, he's only 23. Give him another, maybe a year to fill out a little bit more. Cause, cause yeah, if the swing, if the swing planes there and he can just add a little bit more strength, there's no reason why he can't be yeah. a decent hitter. Like, like, I do, like Tyler said, yeah. the tools are there. The tools are there at least like you can see it. The tools are there. The scouts all say it. Um, he's he's shown it in the yeah. lower levels of the minors that he can, you know, have gap to gap power. But yeah, I, and hopefully that translates into home run power majors. Yeah, and yeah. I think the the home that 
especially that for his debut, you saw the swing plane is there. Like he's he's not he's not a punch and judy kind of guy. We're not looking to just poke it over someone. Um, not like not like Stallings. No, no, he's not Chris Stewart slash Jacob Stallings. Slash Tucker slash Newman. Oh, good Lord. That's right, a whole on. different conversation, man. Right. <sighs> Don't get me started, man. Moving on. Oh, I thought you were still going to continue. Okay, so yeah. I was oh, going well, to. Yeah, I, I didn't want to get were, angry. You were saying we were moving on. I was waiting for you to move yeah. on to something. All right. No, no. I mean, yeah. So I, I like that. I, I agree. You know, there's definitely talent there. Um, mm-hmm. I have high hopes. I don't think, and maybe we can all agree to this. I don't think there's like a superstar in Brian Hayes. I don't think he's no. like the Andrew McCutcheon right. type. If we're comparing, we talked about, you know, like Brian Reynolds being that really good everyday player. Do you foresee that being like what Brian Hayes is going to be? So, because I mean, think about this. Like, do you think first off, do you think he's going to be like that one fifteen ish, fifty percent better offensively than like everyone else in the major league? I think he can be. Um, I think that's a. I think it's questionable. Just the swing. I mean, to be honest, the swing needs work. He looks very unbalanced in the lower half. Swing plane looks fine, but I mean, once again, we're talking about a guy that has not seen live pitching in a year. But like I said, seven plate appearances. Yeah. Like I said in our our group chat, no big deal. And a group chat with bloggers. I am just steadily hoping that he turns into a Francisco Lindor that learns how to hit for power in the majors. Yeah. I had to hand it to you. That was a great comp. I liked seeing that because. That was like Lindor. Everyone really, really questioned and worried about Lindor. Is he ready? Especially when he got caught up. I think there was a lot of people. It's like everything's there, but that power is just not there. And then like it just. And it can be. Like with a switch. Like clicked with Lindor almost immediately. Uh Yep. So I think, um, I think you can certainly turn into that. Like for, you know, a. 110 to 115 weighted runs created plus type guy. His his eye, his his plate discipline has gotten better in the upper levels of the minors. You know, when he first got into like A ball, he was hovering like around a five to six percent walk rate. Double A and triple A, he was nine to eleven percent. So if he can keep that 10% walk rate roughly, um, and eventually hit for 15 to 20 home runs. And hit, and, and hit 270, I think that's kind of what you hope that he can become. And if, if he does that and then adds it into his elite defensive skill, right? he can turn into a, you know, an every, uh, you know, an every year three to four win player, which is, which is fine. Like that's, 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 <laughs> that's I mean, we're yeah. talking about the power. That's more than right. fine. so i have a comp here yeah tell us if we turn into a 110 115 player are we talking about a pablo sandoval player 
2011 way, Giants. Way, way better defensively than Sandoval, hopefully. I'm talking 2011 Giants, Pablo Sandoval. <laughs> Five that was three war. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Great defense. 23 bombs. I mean, yeah, I guess Chunky. I can point out like like as a one season, right. yes. I would hope not the trajectory. But I'm saying like the guy. We want out, we want like Brian to Jim add a little earlier. bit of weight. Not go Pablo Sandoval on us. Wow, that's Red Sox <laughs> Sandoval. <laughs> But no, I'm you're right. I think like I think if, if he turns into Sandoval. if he turns into Giants Pablo Sandoval, yeah, like that's I think that would be. I mean, I'm looking at Giants Pablo Sandoval here. That's a solid player. That's that's great. I would take that all day. Not so, like I'm not talking so low strikeouts, anymore, decent walks, not much, not great pop. I mean, good we're, enough. We're talking 2008 to 2014 Pablo Sandoval. Yeah. yeah. And think about that, though. That was a good player. Now, obviously, being in a three-world series helps, but the guy was a household name. You know, he wasn't a superstar, but he was good. He was solid. Because he People was knew a him. fat third baseman. Well, yeah. That somehow rolled around on the ground and made plays. You're, you're right. I mean, I think the trajectory could be he could be that more long-term because he fit. So that's what I was getting at. So I, that's why I first asked about the offense because, like, at Jim, you, you did kind of package it all together. If that's what he is offensively, that's solid. I mean, it's not great for a third base, but that's good for third base. But then, yes, once you package in that glove, that defense that he does provide, you're right. I mean, you're looking at like a three to four player pretty much year in, year out if he gives you that offense. And then therefore, you are correct. Like, you have a very good player. Still not a star, but I think, you know, we're talking about ceilings and floors. I think his floor is an everyday player. He's going to be a two-war player based off just whatever offense he gives you and that glove, and then it just goes Damn. up from there. Man, at the very least, the Pirates are developing a bunch of prospects that are going to be really good trade bait in about five years that we can build on. I mean, <laughs> you can give pretty much nothing to get Mike Clevenger, so why not? We're going to get some great trade bait out of all this. Can't wait. All right. So does that wrap it up, or do we want to talk about the next thing? It's been about an hour. What do you want to say that, that for next up week? What we talked yeah. about. Yeah, let's do that. Let's save it. Okay. We'll save that for next week. All right. All right. Well, then we'll catch you all next week. Till then, bye bye. Right. See you. Cyber Scouts.